This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This is Jeremy and Eric with Bucket Talk, powered by Brunt. Today, we're here with Brian Busby, a.k.a. the Solar Slayer on Instagram. This is going to be a banger, but before we get into that, Eric, what's been going on? All right, all right. So last week, we had our company Friendsgiving, Jeremy and I, with the rest of the team. It was actually the first time we got every single person that works at the company full-time together under the same roof and... Yeah, it was one hell of a time. Jeremy, why don't you kick off a little bit of what we got into? Dude, it was crazy. Eric loves to fry a Thanksgiving turkey. I've kind of shied away from him because of the fire hazards and me. I'm usually terrible with it, but he kind of wrote me into it. So I, I only have first degree burns on my hands. But yeah, dude, it was cool. We carved up the turkey with... What'd you have? With the Mighty Carver, which is a chainsaw, <laughs> an actual chainsaw that it is a turkey carver, but it's a pretty cool little thing. Dude, so it was funny because my dumb ass, I, I was in charge of carving the damn turkey, and I had the turkey upside down, so when I, when I carved <laughs> it into the damn thing, I thought this thing had no meat, but everybody was like, hey, you, uh, you should probably flip it over. And then luckily I was there, I fried a few turkeys, and there is a fatal flaw that a lot of people make a mistake on which was we put the bird in the oil, and as expected, the oil was boiling over the side. Most people forget when you put the bird in, turn the flame off, even if for 30, 60 seconds, this oil was everywhere. The whole place would have went up in flames. Luckily, we didn't have the flame on, and then once it dies back down, you turn that flame on. There's one piece of advice. Kill the flame while you put the bird in the oil. Public service announcement. See, the whole place would have burned down. This is why I'm not allowed with oil and fire or flammables. But awesome. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, Solar Slayer. All right. Today we're here with Brian Busby. Brian Busby is known as the Solar Slayer on Instagram. Welcome, Brian. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So we just wanted to get a deep dive into what you do on a daily basis. But before we do that, let's start with where you're based out of a little bit of your background. You can go as far back as you want. Love to hear the story. Yeah, I've uh, been doing solar for a little over seven years now. Started back with a company called Sunrun. Um, Actually, before Sunrun, I was with Vivint. Vivint Solar and pretty much started as an installer, worked my way up through the ranks, you know, lead installer, electrical helper, electrician, foreman, construction supervisor, you know, I've done, done all the roles top to bottom. So, you know, awesome. Awesome. Give us like the early life of what bridged the gap. Yeah. So before solar, I was working for a small locker company, doing lockers at theme parks and things like that. And I had a friend who was just like, Hey, you know, um, in solar, it's paying really well hop over here. And I kind of just went for it. As soon as I got into it, I was, you know, really enthralled with it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Started learning as much as I could. And then I just kind of just built my, my knowledge base and, and all that. How long ago did you make that jump? That was probably about eight years ago. Decided to to join the field and and get out. You know, I did did graduate from uh, Salisbury university with a bachelor's degree that I'm doing absolutely nothing with, but you know, it's all, it's all good. Make it more now than I, than I would have with my degree. So nice, yeah. nice. Eight years ago, was that really when the solar revolution started to happen? Is that when people started to do the installs and it, it really became yeah. a, a household thing? Yeah, especially on the East Coast, you know, probably about 10 years ago is when it just started, you know, 
getting a little bit popular. And then within the past, you know, five to seven years is when it's, you know, it's kind of started taking off. And these past three years has been absolutely crazy. Now, how involved is solar? You have the roof side of things like, so you'd ha- obviously have to repair and install solar panels on the roof or however the setup may be, but there's also the wiring aspect, the electrical side of things. So can you do both? Is it just like an all-inclusive trade or is it kind of segmented? I think it all depends with what company you're with, but a lot of the companies let you start, you know, kind of doing with whatever you want. A lot of them will train you from the ground up, especially the bigger companies, but yeah, you can pretty much learn it all through the company you're working with. You don't have to necessarily go to a solar trade school or, you know, electrical trade school. You can work, you know, under an electrician at a solar company for a while, you know, build up your hours, go to schooling in the evening, things like that, and work your way to, you know, become an electrician that way. So there's multiple avenues to getting into the solar trade. You don't have to necessarily dive headfirst into a book. You can get started as, you know, an apprentice or an install helper out in the field and kind of learn... Uh, like most of us do with hands-on, not all of us are good, you know, in the books. Yeah. So there's kind of a labor aspect to it. And then you can kind of pick which path you want to go within the company, whether you want to, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. For you, is it customer facing? Do you guys have to deal with the customer on a daily basis or is it one of those things that you just kind of go in there, do the install and you're out? At least for me as the foreman and the crew lead of the crew, I do, you know, do 90% of the speaking with the customer, the other guys on the team, you know, Hey, how you doing here and there? But uh, yeah, for the most part, I get, I get on site. I let the homeowner, you know, what, what to expect for the, you know, the safety protocols, the electrical protocols, you know, if we have to kill the power, all that good stuff. So there is a good amount of communicating with the homeowner. You got to remember that you're on someone's personal property, their residence, they got to live with what you do after. So you got to take all that in consideration, make sure they're hundred percent comfortable with what you're going to do before you just throw some stuff up on the side of their house. Yep. Give us the high level on, I hear about it from a different angles. There's like, and it probably was more the wild, wild west back a few years ago, but it may still be where, oh, yeah. you know, the guys are like, you know, running across the country, get a neighborhood, get a, as many roofs done as possible and, right. and print money. And that's obviously the business side of it. But what is it, is, is it generating power? Obviously the homeowner, it gets huge benefit for their solar, but is it also generating excess power that's then getting resold back to the cities and the towns? Like, What's the higher level kind of thesis behind it? Or is it more you do an install and you make a bunch of money on that and the homeowner pays for it? Or how does the kind of the model? And I know there's probably different versions of it, but generally, how does it work? Sure. So there's a couple of different models. A lot of people, what's most popular is like a PPA or a lease. So they don't have to buy the system outright. They're leasing it. They're paying the solar company a cheaper rate per kilowatt per hour than they would pay the utility company. So on average, they do it that way. They're saving about 20% a month and nothing has to come out of their pocket for the install or any of that. Pretty much it's all covered. And the warranty of the system for about 20 years is covered by the company as long as you're, you're on that lease. You can also go cash system if you have that capital and you have that, buy the system outright. Right then and there, you get all the benefits of the solar. So uh, you're not just getting, you know, paying a percentage of it or getting a percentage of your solar, you're capping out. Anytime that you're overproducing, you can actually, you know, backfeed your power back onto the grid. So theoretically, you know, during the day you have everything shut off in your house, but your solar's kicking, but you're essentially feeding in the houses around you with your Got power it. that you're overproducing. Yep. Got it. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, yep. And then now within the past, you know, three or five years, we have the battery systems and they're they're getting better and they're getting cheaper. So now you have a way to actually store the power that you're creating or you're overproducing during the day. And then at night, instead of kicking over and using the utility power, you're using your, you know, backup reserve power that you created yourself. So now, how does that look like? Cause 
I had a few, I've had a few DIYers come by my, my shop and pick up some old car batteries. They test them they bring them back to the house and they're like, you know, it's going to be my battery bank for my solar setup. Is it similar? Is it one big battery? Is it a whole bunch of like 12 volt batteries? How does, how does that work? So yeah, a lot of the DIYers, those are the guys that you got a bunch of car batteries and they're just running them in series or, you know, whatever they're doing in their garage. We're getting actual Tesla Powerwall batteries, which are a bunch of, you know, lithium ion batteries crammed together in this, you know, this giant box, theoretically, we hang on the customer's wall. And yeah, so those are the ones that are a lot more, not only just attractive, but the footprint's a lot smaller and they're a lot more versatile. And with those type systems also come with, you know, an app. So you can control how you want your battery back to work. Do you want it to offset your nighttime power or do you want to set it up as just a full-time backup generator? So when the power goes off, your battery kicks on and then you're using battery. So um, there's a lot of, you know, cooler interfaces that you can do with the newer systems that you can't, can't really do as much if, you know, you're doing old school battery systems. Yeah, it's cool. I did a little research on solar setups and, you know, for me, it's one of those things with electric cars, you know, how are you going to power those cars from your home? And then it's funny that you, you brought up Tesla because, you know, Elon wanted to go essentially all electric. And hey, Jeremy, you dropped the name like, you know, the guy. But it's funny because like he's getting in all aspects of things. He's getting into the, the solar panels. And I think now they're getting into solar shingles, too, as well. Correct. Yep. Yep. And uh, our company, you know, we work as a build partner with Tesla. So they'll come out, they'll install the solar shingles and then they'll subcontract, you know, the electrical part to us and we'll come out, we'll install the batteries, the inverters and all that wire up pretty much everything from the roof down. So it's, we got a nice little partnership with the Tesla guys to kind of, do you see that? Sorry to interrupt. Did you, no, no, do you see that? And in, in, are they kind of paired together with an electric vehicle as well? Or is it kind of two separate business models? You can do it however you want. You can just get the solar shingles just as, you know, roof solar. And that's all it does. You can get them in, in conjunction with some batteries or you can go, you know, trifecta. And, you know, a lot of these people already have electric cars and that's kind of why they want the solar to go with it to kind of help, you know, power their car with the solar and the batteries. So I'd say probably get 80% of the people that are getting the solar shingles, but the batteries also have an electric car. And we're just doing the whole kit caboodle while we're there. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So you've been in it for eight years, but it's still like kind of a new world order and the world's going to kind of evolve. We usually ask folks, you know, where did you picture your career going from where it is now? But I'm going to say, let's look to the future. Where do you think your career is going to go as the world of, of solar continues to kind of change the world a little bit? And where do you think things are going to head out in the next, you know, five, 10 years? Right. I'm hoping the five, next five or 10 years, I mean, we're already getting to the point where solar's, you know, almost the, the new norm. California passed the bill, I think it was last year or the year before, where all new houses built are required to come with solar. You can't build a new home in California without putting solar on it. Um, oh, yeah. It'd be a great model to kind of incorporate anywhere uh, or everywhere, I would say. But yeah, so, you know, that'd be ideal. And being able to, you know, frame houses out and run your conduit through the house instead of, you know, how we're doing it now where we're coming and kind of retrofitting houses to be able to, you know, build the house from the ground up and incorporate that solar into it from the get-go would probably be ideal. You know, solar shingles, definitely probably the future if we can bring the price down and, you know, make sure that they're going to last. They've only been out so long. We'll see how they do in the long run. You know, I'm fairly confident. They'll be probably the wave of the future too. It's just roofs, windows. They have windows now that can generate electricity, you know, maybe even siding one day. So just, you know, any side of your house or portion of your house that gets sunlight, 
could probably power the house. I'm hoping that's what we could get to. Nice. Nice. So what's the number one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in the game? Any, any tips or tricks? Oh, tons of tips and tricks. I think the best tips I would say for guys is to just keep your head down and learn as much as you can. Get in with a company that's willing to train and learn. I think I kind of just got lucky at the beginning and finding a company that already had that good you know, basis of training and stuff. I've had tons of guys that reach out to me and they're not happy at the company they're at. They feel like they're stuck in that, that same dead end job that's not getting them anywhere. I'd say, you know, make sure people are finding a job, finding a company that, you know, trains you, appreciates you and wants to help build you and grow you. I think, you know, that's a key for anybody. And if someone had told me that years ago, I probably would have made some better job choices in the, in my past, but you know, it got me to where I'm at now. So yeah, now it's, I wish anybody joined the solar trade, you know, best of luck and always reach out for any advice. Awesome. Awesome. You're kind of like one of the leading charges of kind of, you know, one, you got pretty badass name, the solar slayer, which is, which is probably worth some money unto itself. But, you know, I saw, we'll talk about more at the end, but I saw you got your own book and all that stuff. So obviously in the positives or the world's going towards it, what are some of the pitfalls or some of the uglies of the industry? You know, people screwing people over doing shitty jobs or what, what are kind of some of the, the things to watch out for? And, you know, you're kind of bringing the industry at a positive light, but what are some of the things for young folks to watch out for to make sure they're not joined the wrong type of people, the wrong groups, wrong companies that could give the industry kind of a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of the past 10 years is today we're fixing jobs that were installed 10 years ago because there was guys just slapping stuff up, no training. Even back then, there was no real protocol of how to do things. You know, the NEC code book is the solar section in the past, I think, three versions has grown probably two or threefold. So, you know, it was kind of wild west back then. So I would say, you know, people just need to, you know, make sure they're not looking for companies that just want to slap solar up as quickly as possible. Find a company that's, you know, focused on their quality and their safety. The biggest thing is the guys need to go home at the end of the day. So make sure you're being taken care of, make sure they're providing the right safety gear and all that. A lot of companies uh, will try to skimp there. And um, yeah, that's your, your number one, um, Number one thing that you got to provide for the guys is make sure they get home at the end of every day. So make sure your company's providing safety and make sure they care about good quality looking jobs. Are there any independent solar installers or is it all national organizations? Do you have to be partnered versus like any, you know, five man electrical company getting into it? No, I mean, there's tons of smaller, you know, electrical companies getting into it. The money's there. The money's great. Um, I think the problem with the smaller companies getting into it is they don't, necessarily have the knowledge that everyone else has been doing it as long, you know, that we have. So they're kind of just figuring it out as they go. Whereas we figured it out, you know, the larger corporations kind of figured it out as we went for the past 10 years and had a lot more heads on it. It also made me think about training. Does industry put on training? So does Tesla give you training or is it kind of, they, they give you more of a manual and then you just do the install? No, no. So a lot of the, the larger ones, the Teslas, the Sunruns, the, uh, you know, uh, Titan Solars, they do provide like a onboarding and a training, usually about two to three days or a week training. And it's usually pretty intensive. They usually have, you know, mock roof built in their warehouse somewhere. They'll get the guys, you know, harnessed up, put them on a roof, show them how to, you know, map a roof out, show them how to drill it out. So there is very hands-on training, classroom training before you're just thrown into the field that, you know, a lot of the smaller companies don't necessarily have the the resources to provide. So high level takeaway there is the fact that if you wanted to get into the solar industry and 
be part of the electrical sustainability revolution that you can join one of these large companies with little to no experience and work your way to the top and everything, all the tools and everything that you need will, will be at your disposal as long as you're a go-getter. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And you know, I, I recommend that to people all the time. They say, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get started. And I say, start with a large company. They'll bring you under their arms. They'll teach you everything you need to know. And uh, they usually take, you know, really good care of their employees as well. So. Awesome. 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 <clears throat> okay. So obviously, you know, a lot of your time and energy is not only spent out, out in the field and on the job, probably thinking about it. Obviously, you've written your own book, which we'll talk about. But when you're able to kind of put solar down and out of your head for a minute, which may, may be impossible, what's some of the stuff that you like to do in kind of your <laughs> personal time so we can get some of our folks uh, a little insight into the man behind the scenes? Well, in my personal time, I like to uh, DJ. That's like probably like number one thing I like to do. I'm a snowboarder, skateboarder. I got a one wheel, so I love ripping that through my neighborhood all the time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's pretty much just anything recreational, hiking, biking, things like that. I like, just like to get outside. DJ, what genre you play? Are you doing the EDM Electric Forest or? You oh, well, hit- yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm definitely a big EDM fan. I actually started DJing, oof, 2003, four. So, you know, been doing that a while. I probably started, you know, old school, vinyl turntables, records. First couple of records I had, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. So started with the old school hip hop. You know, over the years, I've done everything from weddings to bike weeks. So I've had to play, you know, ZZ Top for... 12 hours straight. So, you know, when people ask me what kind of music do I like, I tell them everything. You pick a genre, you put it on, I'll listen to it. So I, I play to the people, you know? Nice. There nice. you go. Awesome. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the book I saw the other day? What's the backstory to that? And what can our listeners kind of get out of that? Yeah. For years, I've been, you know, kind of running with this idea in my head, like, hey, there needs to be a simple book that kind of tells people what the basics of solar is. But I also wanted a book where guys that are out there in the field, I mean, we all get brain farts from now and then. So something that they could just, you know, pull out of the, the glove box and reference if there's something that they forgot. So I kind of incorporated a bunch of the stuff that I've learned over the past eight years into everything that, you know, you'll see on a typical install day and what you need to get started on a typical solar install. Nice. And where can people find this? That is on my website, the solarslayer.com, the solarslayer.com, because someone took solarslayer.com. <laughs> so uh, make sure there's only one. So make sure you put the V in front of it. Well, uh, this is a perfect time for Jeremy to let you know we've got solarslayer.com and he's willing to sell it to you yeah, after yeah, this episode. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. Okay. Then we'll tag you and all this stuff. But anything else you want to plug of anything that for folks to get in contact with you or follow along in kind of your journeys that are helpful other than maybe uh, than us, you know, tagging your Instagram and in your book and your yeah, site? Yeah, because this is an interesting topic. I mean, this is cutting edge. This is new. Electricity is the thing of the future. And Yeah. I mean, definitely want to know more information. If anybody wants to take a deep dive, just let us know where we can find you. Yeah. So yeah, the solarslayer.com on the newer website, I just put up, but I'm going to start um, keeping that updated Uh, on there. I have the links to my Instagram, my TikTok, and as well as my YouTube channel I just started. So I actually am starting to record more reviews as well as training videos putting up on YouTube. So that way, if you know, anything is confusing for my book or in the field, uh, you can just pop up my YouTube channel and kind of see what you need to know. I'm going to put some troubleshooting tips on, you know, things that I encounter when, you know, we're testing at the end of the day and something's not, you know, working right, or you got panels that aren't showing up. So I'm going to put, you know, all the little 
tips and tricks I've learned over the years into the YouTube channel. So um, be on the lookout for that. Start subscribing now. So the more subscribers I get, the more motivation I get to make more videos. (laughs) That's what it's all about, right? That's it. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Brian. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of, sounds like a very busy schedule and sharing kind of the world, the new, this kind of new age world, even though you've been in it for eight years, but generally new age and in kind of the long history of trades. I know our listeners are going to appreciate this for now and long time to come. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate both of y'all as well. 